20 second Tinder update, I don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> So she says she doesn't use it now, which I understand. But for that first day after we made that Tinder profile for her, I tried to sit down with her and do a content calendar and I could not get her attention. It was like you a game. You were hooked. It was like a game. But now I forget that I have it on my phone. It's just taking up space. Yeah. It'll show back up when you're bored at like 9 p.m. with nothing to do. Because that's what happens. Okay. Welcome back to Hype Queens Podcast, where we share our stories, motivate ourselves and others, and build a community of Hype Queens that support each other every day. That's Bob. And that's Erica. Thank you so much for joining us. These are all of our original thoughts, not representative of any entity or company we may be working with. A. A. <laughs> Can I just hype you up for a second? Yeah. I just want everybody, everybody, help me in congratulating Bob in becoming the newest Longhorn server. Get those tips. Tips on tips on tips. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. I heard they had to put you through a whole test and everything of all the food, how it's cooked. Yep. Basically, I can tell you all these different types of steaks and what's the best way to prepare them. Plus, I have our entire menu memorized all the way down to the dipping sauces. So Damn. They put you through the ringer. Yeah. But it's really good because now, you know, I even used it last night. So one of the things they teach you is so a sirloin is our cheapest cut of meat. And um, it's a cut of meat that the, the more you cook it, so a lot of different types of cuts of steak the longer you cook them so if you want a steak well done they're mm-hmm. gonna get a little tougher the more you right. cook sirloins are especially that and so you know we're advised like if somebody orders a sirloin well done that if we think we can you know step in and be like oh well just so you know with that cut of meat it's better to order that like a more medium rare or medium mm-hmm. if you know mm-hmm. you don't like the red mm-hmm. and i literally use that on my first two tables well wow. in my first two tables and yeah, I'm excited to just be out and interact with people more. For those of you that don't know, I work from home and I love it, but it also drives me batty because I <laughs> like to talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> You're so very sociable. Yeah, so this will be just a great way to fill that void for me too and make a little more cash. Yeah, there you go. I started my dog and puppy class. How's that? <clears throat> oh boy. Is it rocking her world? Oh. Well, I started her in puppy class for me, I think more than anybody else because... Mm-hmm. She is just getting away with way too much crap, thinking that she owns the place, not listening, you know. And then she started eating her own shit. I'm like, we gotta stop. <laughs> That's gotta go. <laughs> yeah, we gotta stop. And so... That might be a sign that she's missing something in her diet. I know. So, I need a professional's opinion on a lot of things. Mm. And, um, and puppies are just weird. <laughs> she learned sit. She learned down. It's The worst things is the separation anxiety. Mm-hmm. So, when I leave the room or lock her out of the room... Or go out of the house and she can see me. She flips out. The fir- We had our first class on Tuesday. And we had to do this exercise where you pass your puppy. Mm. And she, when she was getting passed around the circle, she was flipping her shit. Because she was looking at me with another dog. Mm. And so we're working on that. Yeah. But she can do down. She can do sit. I got one of those puppy clickers. Mm-hmm. That if you... If you click the, make the clicking noise, she'll run right back. And so yesterday, all the neighbors were outside because it's so nice outside. 
and everybody's grilling out, playing, playing basketball, whatever. And she just like darts away. And I clicked it and she darted back and sat in front of me for a cookie. And I'm like, yeah, this is, we're, we're getting there. But yeah, that's the biggest update on my life. Puppy class. Puppy class and a new job. Hey, here we go. Here we go. So today we have a a pretty fun, low-key episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Happy Friday, by the way. I hope your week was amazing. Crushing it. Crushing it like always. But yeah, so um, you may have seen that over the last couple of weeks, we were asking for questions from you guys because we want to do a question and answer now. This is, um, you know, we've done a few episodes and we're starting to get a little bit of a following and obviously you get to know us a little more with every episode, but this one is kind of fun where you guys submitted questions for us to answer. Yeah. We got a lot of questions. Yeah, Thank you so much. If you submitted some questions, some people submitted more than one. So that's really awesome. Yeah, we really appreciate that. And so we'll definitely do these, you know, periodically as mm-hmm. we keep going. So I think this is going to be fun. I don't really yeah. know what any of these questions are. And I, so I wrote them all on note cards for us um, for the sake of time. Uh-huh. So I've seen them all, but I wrote them very late last night after my shift at work. <laughs> so I really don't remember them. <laughs> I, I saw some come through Instagram and and I, I forgot what they- are because when I was looking at them, I was like doing something else. So I'm excited to see what we have to answer. Yes, me too. There's some fun ones. There's some serious ones. Getting deep. Here we go. Cool. But our first question, I didn't write down. So this is just one for both of us. Okay. Somebody had asked me, um, you know, what is a hype queen? What, what is hype queens? And it was something that I'm, Maybe both of us, but me for sure, just kind of took for granted that everybody knew, like, what a hype either king What or our queen. definition of hype queens and what this whole thing means yeah. to us. Yeah. And so, like, as a general uh, definition for me, a hype queen or a hype person, you know, it can be anyone, somebody mm-hmm. who's hype. I always picture it as, you know, that one friend that's always like, hell yeah, Erica, you're killing it. And they're the one at the party that's like, yeah, let's take another yeah. drink. We're loving life. Like, yeah. everything's great. You're amazing. You're beautiful. You're, yeah. you know, they're that one person that's always happy and always just encouraging you. That's your hype person. Like, that's the person at the concert and the corner of the stage, like, clapping their hands and making yeah. the crowd go wild. Yeah. I think my, my definition of hype queen is somebody that, empowers themselves just as much as the people around them. Mm-hmm. Not only are they amplifying this really positive glass fa- glass half full type of energy in their bubble around them mm-hmm. and the people feel it when they walk into the room, but they're also internalizing that for themselves. Mm-hmm. Because I you know, I one of the big reasons why I wanted to start this especially with you is because I've lived through some dark times in my life when I was completely alone and I was completely depressed and I had to I had to crawl myself out of this hole and I never want to get back there again. And so I've really put a huge emphasis on really self-care and self-love and hyping myself up because I do matter and I matter to myself and I love myself. And then I wanted to do this with you because you are one of my top hype people in the world. Like when you see me and Bob interact in person, we just feed off of each other's energy. Mm-hmm. And so I think... It's a two-way street on the internal and external type of hype for mm-hmm. a hype queen. But I think it's something that every single person can benefit from. Yeah. And that's that's my, I guess, motive yeah. and my definition of why I wanted to start this project and why I wanted to make hype queens our 
our stance and our our voice in the world. Yeah, and I think you know when we uh, first had this idea and we were just throwing around, you know, starting a podcast. Like, what would we do? And then when we figured, you know, we wanted to be a little more low key, fun, funny. You know, you know, throw a little bit of. We just hope that people can hear what we say and then mold it into you know your life and whatever you can take out of our stories and maybe. If it just makes you laugh that day, awesome. Yeah, if it's something you're like, oh, you know, it, it invoked some thought, awesome. Yeah. You know, whatever it is for you. And so hype queens was just the word that came to our mind. We were both like, it both kind of just came to us because I don't know. I feel like we've said it to each other before. We have called each other hype queens for a while now. Yeah. One yeah. of our friends, um, I think, is the one that brought it to our attention, like that term, like uh-huh. that term for a person. Yeah. For concerts, and then yeah. we've kind of ran with it and given it, you know, the spin that we love. All right, girl, you ready to dive in? I'm diving in. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Get dove. What? Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Get dove. I was thinking about get woke. Okay. Anyway, you want to ask first? You want me to ask first? You ask first. Okay. So I wrote these are put in a random order. I have okay. them on these little note cards. Okay. Here we go. Ooh, what's the best piece of advice you have ever received? <sighs> I know. So I'm very emotionally driven. And um, that tends in the workplace. That's something that I've been three years out of school now. And so with my professional career, it's something that I've really had to learn. Is that if something does, if someone doesn't totally catch on to your idea or you have to change something or somebody asks you a question that you take as, um, as a bad question, like my initial reaction is to just get really defensive and take it really personally and get really pissed off and fucking want to throw my phone against the door and the wall. And my (laughs) recently, this is the best piece of advice I've gotten was I understand what you're going through. Be very empathetic in a conversation. Be very empathetic in any type of communication you have with anybody, especially if you feel like you're getting personally attacked because you're not Mm -hmm. 99% of the time, especially in the workplace. You're not. What's within your control is how you react to a situation. What's without your control is the situation. How do you uh, how do you take, you know, obviously the first thing you feel in the situation is emotion. Mm-hmm. How do you ground yourself from that? And, you know, obviously you don't want to totally push it away. You want to incorporate it. But how do you make that more of a, you know, I want to say stable conversation instead of just emotional. Yeah, so usually what I do now is if I get an email or a text in, it's usually an email or text that I get mo- the most pissed off at because you're not talking to somebody. So it can you can read it in whatever way you want to read it, however you're feeling that day. Mm-hmm. I just ignore it. I totally ignore it for the 5, 10 hour. Oh, just let it sit for a Five minutes, 10 minutes, hour a day mm-hmm. if it's pissing me off. And then I'll revisit it after I've had some time to distract myself, breathe, eat, drink water, go to the bathroom, take a walk, mm-hmm. and I'll come up with a response if it even needs a response. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, if I have a, a miscommunication with somebody, I'll just pick up the phone and call or walk to their office Yeah. or go talk them out and say, okay, let's talk about this. It's always better in person because then you can see and feel that emotion, but also... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I handle it. I definitely have my moments where I'm like, mm-hmm. fucking kill somebody. I want to mm-hmm. throw my computer into the wall. Right. But, um, you know, it's just all about, and I, I don't think it's all bad getting passionate 
and being emotional oh, because sure. that shows that you care. And that's powerful if you use it the right way. But understanding, you know, how to control it and channel it so that it's productive and you're doing things that are within your control and it's fueling that fire, not fighting a battle that shouldn't even be won. Yeah. That's that's kind of my mode. That's um, fair. Yeah. Nice. Moving on to the next question. Okay. Taco Bell or McDonald's? Oh, Taco Bell all the fucking way. I really? am a Taco Bell junkie. There's this um video I just watched this morning of a dad and he put a he put a microphone on his son in his and his son is four years old in his hockey practice and he calls McDonald's Badonald's. Are we gonna go to Badonald's after this? Aww. <laughs> Taco Bell. Why Taco Bell? Dude, over McDonald's? I like I love a good burger. Don't get me wrong. And I love okay McDonald's French fries. They're probably the best fast food item. You know, this is staple. <laughs> I don't know. I love Taco Bell because it's always like filling but light. I don't know. I've never personally had any stomach issues from Taco Bell that they always joke about. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Taco Bell breakfast. If you have not had that, that shit is the shit. I have not had Taco oh, Bell. Oh, like I hate McDonald's <laughs> breakfast. I think it's just like it greasy gets, and it's always like dry and just yeah. it's not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But Taco Bell breakfast, I feel like their all their vegetables are even fresher, and everything is just super tasty. And or you can add that little bit of zing because I love spice. Mm-hmm. I love Taco Bell. Did you like that story of the guy living, like, what, 28 days off of Taco Bell packets or something? Was it in, this, in the <laughs> yeah. avalanche? He, like, lived in his car. I think it was five days. Oh, my God. He ate fire. It was fire sauce. It was, Jesus. It was the hottest sauce, or one of them. And did you hear Taco Bell gave him a, a year's supply, oh, supply they should. of Taco Bell? They should. Yep. Totally dead. <laughs> oh, love it. You, oh, God damn. I love that you're getting these super serious ones, and I'm getting Taco Bell and McDonald's. Okay. What's a moment that you felt really proud of yourself? There's a lot of times that I feel proud of myself. One of the moments I can remember in the last five years is the moment I graduated college and we sang varsity and I was by one of my best friends and we had our arms around each other and like college was a real trip for me. I, I struggled in college. I, my sophomore year, I got thrown out of school, essentially. I got dropped mm-hmm. out of school because I, my, my grades weren't cutting it. And I had two semesters on academic probation. Mm-hmm. And I had to, I, I had to make a decision right then and there, you know, am I going to drop out of college or am I going to try to fight this and get back in yeah. and get my act together and get my grades up? So like that was a turning point for me and I decided to get back into school so I had to go through a whole process why what what made you I think at that time I was really struggling with my decision on where I go to school because I had turned down a full ride scholarship for vocal performance and music education at Luther College and I decided to turn it down and go to go to UW-Madison and do animal science Mm -hmm. and I felt like I wasn't totally sold on being at UW until I got back into school after my after I appealed the decision to get dropped. And I think that I was <clears throat> I was like this is a sink or swim moment. A part of it was I didn't want to disappoint my parents, and another part of it was like I just never failed at anything before in my life. Mm. And so I was like I have to just fucking put my head down and get back in and finish this out. And I'll be so much prouder of myself when that's done. Mm-hmm. I was like I just didn't have any other option in my in my 
head at that point. So I got back in and I turned my grades around and I graduated on the good dean's list. Yeah. And so the moment I graduated college, I was like, I really, really didn't know if I was going to get here. And... And so that was a really, like, emotional day for me. Yeah. And, and then I got a job offer the next week. What is your dream job? Okay, honestly, my dream job is I would love to travel the world and just, like, blog and video. <laughs> I don't know amazing. how... I'm not... I'm, how do people fucking do that? I fully don't understand how people do that. And if, you know, somebody knows, you know, let me know. <laughs> because... That's There's somebody that I know that's yeah spent five months abroad. And you know they do. A lot of those people do like how they hook you is this online class. Like I totally fell into the trap of like mm-hmm. I follow this person who you know does that is a travel blogger. Mm-hmm. And her and her boyfriend just make videos and, or he makes videos she blogs. And they're like oh you know join this 60 minute class for free and we'll show you how we got here. And I was like okay fuck it yeah I'll do that while I work. So I put it on, like, my second monitor and put it on. And, of course, it's, like, 40 minutes of them blabbering about, not, you know, nothing real important. Mm-hmm. And then the last one says, oh, well, if you buy our book or if you buy a subscription to this class, you'll really find out how we did this. Yeah. And I was like, this is a waste. There's always that, that hook. And all those people do it. Or, well, enough people do it that a lot of that's how they fund stuff. Yeah. And sponsorships, of course, and influencing and stuff like that. Ah, I just <laughs> hit the table. I'm sorry. Are you okay? <laughs> But yeah, realistically though, my dream job is I would love to, there's somebody I really look up to. Um, I've never met him in person, but I follow him religiously for the last couple of years on social. His name is Dan Hagenaugh. <laughs> I could, for a hot second there, I couldn't remember if it was Dave or Dan, but I'm pretty sure it's Dan. Anyways, okay. he does Hagenaugh video productions. And so okay. he started off just doing like wedding videos and then he started working with companies to help, and farmers. So he works basically with egg companies mm-hmm. and farmers to just create videos and tell stories or do promotion and stuff like that. And that's really what I've been aiming to do. And I'm at that st- same starting point as him where I do wedding videography. And I mm-hmm. do love it. And long term, I don't see me doing that forever. Mm-hmm. But I would love to start my own, well, or expand Amanda May Media and really start helping companies. I do specifically want to focus on agriculture companies yeah, nice. and farms and help them tell stories and help them get words out and, uh, you know, just use that creative outlook that I have. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Why do you... So Bob's reading the questions. <laughs> What's your greatest fear and loftiest goal? Here, I'll jump in with you on this one. Too. Okay. My greatest fear, I have two. Okay. I hate spiders. Okay. It's always hard for me to talk about because I'm a very, like, independent, strong-willed uh-huh. woman. But I am very afraid of being alone. Okay. I don't know. I haven't had, like... I have a ton of friends. I have a supportive family. And I'll never be alone, mm-hmm. like, in that aspect. But I do hope someday to, like, meet somebody special and, like, have a life and a family. And just as things have been going on. And I know I'm still... I'm only 25, so... Yeah. There's a lot of time. But I have a fear. That's That's definitely... Okay. To be afraid of that. I think my biggest fear is I'm not afraid of spiders, so I got you. <laughs> Thank God. Um, I literally cry. I can handle it. <laughs> my roommate, we, I, we were downstairs and I like, shot back to the entire basement oh ceiling. It took me like 40 minutes. Oh my God. And she goes, why are you doing this? And I was like, because these cobwebs got to go. Yeah, I'm the kid in science class in high school that took the tarantula out of the thing and was holding it and walking around. It took the cockroach out of the thing and was holding it and walking around. My teacher put the tarantula near me and I literally sweat through my shirt. 
<laughs> while crying in front oh my of my God. entire AP bio class. I guess I'm more afraid of getting a terminal illness. Some sort of illness that really is a fight because yeah. I just see so many people and know so many people that have like MS or cancer or something. That's scary. That is just a huge fight and then at the end they die. And I'm like, that sounds just like, oh. And that feeling with some of those where you, you just can't do anything and you just need to enjoy the time you have. Mm-hmm. Well, what about your loftiest goal? My loftiest goal is to be, I would say my loftiest goal is to just be like my own boss bitch. Hell yeah, dude. Like, I want to be in charge of whatever I'm doing in my life. I think I'm going to get there. I really do. Between, you know, there's so many times when I'm like, let's do a podcast. We're going to do a podcast. We're going to do it. And we did it. And we're doing it. And this is episode fucking seven. And I'm like, hell yeah. Like, we can do anything. And so that's kind of my outlook on life. But, like, what I really want to do is be the president, be the owner, be the CEO, be the head boss in charge Mm -hmm. that is just, like, a super empowering leader to the people that work with me. Yeah. Um, Because I'm in corporate world right now and definitely needs to change. Yeah. And I think with the, you know, with the drive and with those leadership um, characteristics and whatnot, like... You, I see it for you and anybody with those. Like, you can have that type of leadership role. Yeah. It'll take time to get there. It'll be, it'll you have to work your time. ass off, but you can do it. Dude, I am like a hot mess express. <laughs> I keep hitting shit. <laughs> hot mess express. Okay, what's your loftiest goal? <clears throat> I think mine would be the, the I'm going to use the same answer, you know, owning yeah. my own video production company and someday maybe even having people work under me yeah. or with me. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be able to speak all languages or be able to speak to animals? I think I'm going to pick animals. Hell yeah. Speaking all languages would be really cool and also very helpful. But, man, it would be really think fun to see all... what my cat thinks sometimes. Yeah, I know. Probably, maybe not. Maybe he's plotting my death. I'm thinking about <laughs> what my dog is thinking about me right now. Right. That bitch. Right. Shoving me in my kennel when I used to sleep with her in her bed. Fuck you, right. mom. <laughs> right? Or just like stupid little things like, I would love to, you know, you see like a, a deer in the field. Like, what are you thinking about? Yeah, right. Food probably and surviving, <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. I think with that, a lot of things would change. Mm-hmm. Would you rather experience the beginning of the planet or the end of the planet? Oh, dude. Oh, I don't know. Probably the beginning. Okay, that would be my answer too. Um think the end is going to be slow and fiery i don't know if i want to handle that no um i'd bro- i'd probably honestly if it was slow and fire i'd probably just end it <laughs> which is really dark and deep and i don't want to go there so that's why i'm gonna go with the i beginning do think of it'll Earth. be slow and, yeah yeah hopefully i would love to see what dinosaurs just act in their natural habitat honestly would it also be like fiery in the beginning though like how early are we talking I don't know, but you and I believe in different things. We do. I believe in creation. And I believe in Evolution? little organ yeah. <laughs> little the organisms black hole. turning into us. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like according to the Bible, if it happened the way it happened in the Bible, I'd be like, hell yeah. Oh, I'm I would do, do it that way. I yeah. wouldn't do it my way. Because <laughs> 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 my way would also be like fiery with no oxygen and barely any water and okay. microbes. And I, my way is on the seventh day. 
the Lord was at rest, you know, and everything was beautiful and perfect. And there was luscious greenery and there was... Yeah, I'll take that okay, for cool. <laughs> What was your favorite game to play as a kid? Any type of game? Dude, I kicked ass in Foursquare. Uh, Foursquare is fucking where it's at. <laughs> we would... That was like the only thing to do at my... In my middle school. I guess uh-huh. I didn't get to do it until like middle school. Uh-huh. Every recess. Boom. Uh, we we yeah. had like a cult of Foursquares. Yes. And then we made this thing... <laughs> This like um different version of Foursquare we called it was either it was Death Square. And those rules funny. were bananas. You could like slam the ball like super high in the air. <laughs> People would be like running around the whole parking lot. You could hit in the face. I'm having such fucking flashbacks right now. We did the same I thing. Love that. We did the same thing. Oh. What would your dream house be like? My dream house would be um like a bungalow on a beach not too fancy not too small just very comfortable and have a very open concept and have those big doors that you can open and just have the breeze and have the ocean and i would also have it have a system where it's like there's a big dehumidifier system in it so that you don't have so much humidity inside okay dude mold is like a thing out there dude i'll visit you can visit yeah okay what is your favorite childhood snack? Snack. A bit. <laughs> Can I just say a joke? Yeah. Did you fall out of a vending machine? Because you look like a snack. Oh, God. <laughs> What's your snack. favorite snack? I... <laughs> Man, give me some fruit by the foot. A fruit by... I never got those when I was a kid. Oh, I ate that. And then I loved them so much. I was a chubby little kid. Um, me as well. I would take the whole fruit by the foot. Uh-huh. I'd totally unwind it, take it off of that little strip of paper, roll it up, and stick the whole thing in my mouth. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> and that's how I ate fruit by the foot, which completely defeats the purpose of fruit by the foot. <laughs> but whatever. That's no fruit. Here we are. It's just fruit in like a two-inch square, three inches thick. That is funny. And then you're just gnawing on it for a while. I am so happy you got this one. I do remember this one. And I was like, I pray that Erica gets it. Okay, what? Fuck, kill, Mary. Oh, shit. Zach Efron, Christian Yelich. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Or Justin Timberlake. The what was the a- first one? Can Zach I look? Zac Efron. Yeah, oh, you can dude, look at it. this is so hard. I had to look up what Christian Yelich was yesterday. Christian Yelich is um, a brewer player who... He plays right field, and he's, like, the hottie Lamati of baseball right now. Hottie Lamati. Justin Timberlake. Oh, okay. okay, I'm going to kill Justin Timberlake. Oh, damn it. <laughs> because I have never been a huge fan of him. Okay. Um, I liked him in Friends with Benefits. but He might have just made us lose a couple followers. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> Don't unfollow. <laughs> Shit. I would marry Christian Yelich, and I would fuck Zach Efron. All right. That's fair. <laughs> Christian Yelich is like, I'm obsessed. <laughs> Ask me that question again in, a co- in like a year. Okay. What TV show do you like that no one else you know watches? I have such a thing. I love the Netflix original British shows. Okay. And I love the humor and just how like open and like, I don't want to say raunchy, but things are just like fucking in your face. No filter. The one that for sure nobody watches except my other old roommate because we watched it together. It's called Bubblegum. Okay. (laughs) 
I think maybe like 13 people in the whole world have oh watched the show because I never hear anything about it. I never see anything about it. But it's this like awkward story of this girl um, going through like puberty and her first like sexual experiences and she like lives in the project of some British town and it's just like cringeworthy humor. Sex Education is another one. Okay. Netflix original. That one's really good. Nice. Don't watch Bubblegum because I don't think many <laughs> people are going to like it. But Sex Education is good. Okay. And there's also Don't like watch Bubblegum. <laughs> there's one called Love that's really good. I love Love. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. I highly recommend that one to everyone. Mm-hmm, me too. What was the last thing you ate? The last thing I ate was cheese and crackers that Bob <laughs> just gave me right before we started recording. And there's I'm looking at this one cracker with a little bit of this amazing sharp cheddar cheese on top of it, and it's my treat for after we get done recording. You can probably catch me eating cheese after in between every other. We food. have a full astro of cheese in my house too. Ugh, Wisconsin. What is your most embarrassing story and what did you learn from that experience? I did try to think about this one when I read it because I can't think of anything super embarrassing. Do you have any that you remember? Do you get embarrassed often? I there's no, only not really. there's only like one time in my life that I can remember being embarrassed. I mean, I can answer this question if you don't want to and I'll ask you another one. Yeah, maybe you take this one. I can't think. See, I already, it's my most embarrassing story. I was on a run in my freshman year of college, and it was in the middle of the day, so there wasn't many people out there. And I was running to Picnic Point, and all of a sudden, it hit me like a fucking train that I had to take a shit. I had to go now. I tried to turn around and like walk it. And I was like, if I walk another mile and a half back, it's going to come out anyway. Like, So I literally got off of the path and there was like a little woods. I got off the path and I tried to find a hiding spot so I could literally just pull my pants down and shit. And so I did. I was literally so desperate. Like, I think this is actually disgusting. And I was so desperate. I did that and I took my sock off to wipe. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, left the sock. <laughs> All of a sudden, I mean, it was bad. I, I like, I don't know what happened, but it was bad. I, but also, I've, other ha- I've had other times where I was running and I had to shit really bad. And I think that might be a thing that happens when you run. I think it is. So, I looked up and there was somebody, there was this little kid watching me the whole fucking time. <gasps> and I looked at him. And we made eye contact and he fucking sprinted away. And I was like, it's 1.30 in the afternoon. Shouldn't you be in school, you little shit? <laughs> oh my and God. then I could like smell myself the whole way back. All right, that's enough. Yeah, <laughs> it was really not great. And I was like, somebody saw that and who knows how many other people saw that. And that was really embarrassing. And okay. now there's probably a beautiful ass fucking rose bush growing in that spot in the woods. But I left my mark. Whatever. Sorry, everybody. Try not to visualize. <laughs> Would you, so I'm going to ask you a question since yeah. I took yours. Would you rather lose the ability to lie or believe everything you're told? I already have a very non-existent ability to lie. So I think I'm going to take that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am like the worst liar. You're pretty most, bad at lying. Yeah, I can't. It. You can read me like a damn book. Mm-hmm. What's the craziest thing you've done? I think I told my parents about this. So if they hear this, I'm not going to be totally like in trouble for something that I made, a decision I made 10 years ago. 10 years ago, when I was 14, 15, something along those lines, I went to my first rock concert mm-hmm. at the Rave in mm-hmm. Milwaukee, which is in a really bad neighborhood. And I told my parents I was going over to my friend's house to do homework and I wasn't going to be back until late. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And we came to a rock concert. 
for my what chemical did you see? romance. Oh. And neon trees. Neon trees were so small that they opened up for my chemical romance that day. Yeah. And so it was me and my other friend at the time and we got to the rave. There were so many people that had spiky hair and oh God. dark <laughs> eyeliner and chains and black shirts and shit like that. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? I lo- totally don't fit in. But I embraced it. And of course, within the first minute, my friend and I get separated and I didn't have a cell phone with me. And I was like, there's a lot of people pushing and there's a lot of people sweating. So my initial instinct was to push to the front, which is a really bad idea because that's where the mosh pit is. Do not do that. And I was getting smushed like a sardine. I was so close to the front though. Like I was damn, it was like a couple people in front of me to the front row. Mm -hmm. And I was getting so smushed, I was literally getting lifted off the ground. And then all of a sudden, at a rock concert, what happens is people start pushing each other, Mm -hmm. and the whole thing becomes one big mosh pit. And, like, you start doing the waves. And if you lose your feet, you fall down, you're going to get seriously hurt. Yeah. And so I looked at the guy next to me, and there's a big-ass guy on the other side of me, and I I was like, I gotta get out of here. I I (laughs) have to get out of here. So they look at each other, and they're like, get her up! And so all of a sudden, I'm on the top of all these people, of all this wave, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm floating on people. And it touched Gerardway's hand as I got Uh, pushed off to the side, and I magically landed by my friend that I lost at the beginning. Oh, that's bananas. Dude, I will never forget and now my chemical romance is broken up, so I'll never be able to experience that again. That's true. If you could choose one celebrity to be the father of your child, who would it be? <laughs> I just is asked you. Is he like an active father or just my baby daddy? Whatever you want. <laughs> I love Ben Affleck, but he's old. <laughs> so what? You could choose a time period of Ben Affleck. Like oh. Pearl Harbor, Ben Affleck, fuck. Armageddon, Ben Affleck. Yeah. Fuck me up. <laughs> Okay, I'm choosing the late 90s, early 2000s Ben Affleck. For, okay, that's a good answer. Yeah, that's going to be the baby daddy. <laughs> no, actually, he'll be an active father. He will be an active father. We'll live together and also have a dog in a mansion, so. Sounds good to me. How, oh, Ooh. I think we both can chime in on here. Okay. How was your transition from college to work life? Do you have any tips or tricks? Okay, I'm going to try to keep mine down to, like, less than two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was shitty. Some things to be aware of is that you're not going back to freshman year. You're going back to kindergarten. You are going yeah. totally back to square one. Doesn't matter. Nobody is going to ask you what your grade point was. They might care where you went to school. You are now at the bottom of the totem pole and you need to do everything in your power to prove that you care. Mm-hmm. And if that means that you're cleaning up after other people's messes in the kitchen, you do it. You mm-hmm. do things for people that are outside of your job. There's nothing below you. You're. I mean, you all need to work together in yeah. a team environment Yeah. most of the time mm-hmm. to make a company or organization. Yeah. Work. I think the biggest thing for me was being alone and being at a company that I didn't like. I almost had to get to that deep depression hole to get myself out of there. Mm-hmm. It took me a while to transition from being able to totally make my own decision to like do what other people are telling me to do. Like yeah. your boss is going to give so much more of a shit than your professors did. Understanding that people telling you what to do, it don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. Getting a new job doesn't necessarily solve all your problems. If it's Brad here, it's going to be John at the next place. And if it's not John at the next place, it's Helen at the next place that yeah. you can't get along with. So Yeah. My transition wasn't as deep and dark as yours. 
it was more so just completely something I've never had experience with. So I personally had a different transition than I think like 95% of the people that mm-hmm. transitioned from school to a work life, whether that be college, trade, you know. But so I went from college to, you know, working from home, you know, being my own boss in a lot of aspects. Mm-hmm. And had, what was I, 22, 23? Mm-hmm. That was crazy. <clears throat> and I did not have enough drive. I didn't have enough, you know, at least I didn't think I had enough drive or motivation. I didn't know what I needed to be productive for eight hours in my own home and like stay focused and Mm -hmm. you know learning and then on top of that learning a new organization and the new protocols and like our culture and what we do and how all of our platforms work and all this tech stuff and so it was scary and it was hard and a lot of days I only worked two hours because I didn't have the mental ability yet to train myself to sit at a desk and work and not be like I can do laundry or I can go run errands or let me go hang out with a friend and that's something I still I'm a lot better at but obviously I have two years of experience now with that and I'm getting better still struggle for me it was just learning a different lifestyle all of my friends, or most of them, had gone and had their nine-to-five jobs, and they'd come home exhausted, <clears throat> and I struggled with that. But I would say things take time. Through time, you know, it could be a couple months. For me, it, you know, it's been a couple years, and granted, now I think back, those years have flown. Yeah. But, you you know, you learn the new lifestyle. You make new acquaintances. You find different ways to keep in touch with those old friends that you do still want to keep in your life. And right. It's, everything is just a transition, and life is. is a constant transition. What is your biggest turnoff slash turnoffs? <laughs> Um, road rage. (laughs) That really makes me, um, not like you. If it's like, you know, every once in a while everybody slips and like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, fuck you, like you idiot, you cut me off. But like, if it's like constant all the time, Mm -hmm. I can't deal. I also need you to be a little bit clean. You don't have to be as clean as me because I think I'm a pretty clean person. Mm -hmm. But a little bit of organization in your life would be really nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel that. Oh, in your de- blah, blah, blah. in detail, say your favorite thing about one another. You can't say what you said on the Instagram post that we posted. Okay. Is it all my favorite things? Because then we're going to run. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Something one. I love about you is that you always trying to find the positive aspects in everybody. There's been plenty of times I can remember where I would be not being super happy with somebody. Or you're always giving people the benefit of the doubt and you always try to find the positivity in people and not judge them. And that's something that I think I've learned from you a little bit. I can be a real bitch sometimes. (laughs) And you're very non-judgmental to every single person that comes into your life or that you meet. And that's something that I really, really, really like about you. Mine for you is I've always admired your, like, critical thinking ability. Oh, Which, I don't know, I've always felt like you are really good at critically thinking, not just about situations, but, like, also, like, internally about yourself, too. And then you can always, like, you always have the right words to say when you talk about that kind of stuff. cool. Like, you can just tell, like, things just click and you dig really deep into issues or problems or why something is like it is. And you always have this beautiful way of explaining it. Oh my gosh, that's such a nice compliment. And I have always like, you know, I've been working on that too because I think that's Thanks, a really cool thing. What is your what is your worst college party horror story? I'm so glad I didn't get this one. Oh, I was hoping you would. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go to a lot of like college parties Bangers. I was hosting them. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> we hosted some that were bangers. Yeah. As for a college party, I would say like 99% of my college parties were either just mediocre or amazing. Like okay. none of them are really bad. I have some bar horror stories. Okay, that counts. I puked on Erica's foot on her 21st birthday. <laughs> she had absinthe. <laughs> you had an absinthe shot and then you puked on my foot. And I was wearing a sandal. <laughs> You felt so bad about that. I wanted to crawl in a hole and die. You felt so bad. We, well, you weren't the only one that puked off that shot. Oh, we... <laughs> this was just a crazy... We were sophomores, right? Or end of sophomore year, no, early junior year. I was a senior. I didn't turn 21 until I, was senior year. Was it that year. late? Yeah. Well, I mean, we, like, went to Erica's apartment. We weren't living together at the time. Mm-mm. We went to Erica's apartment. At that point, we all were getting pretty close, but it was, like, my group of friends and then her group of friends uh-huh. mingling, and it was just a, a, a vibe. Well, because my my other roommate and I have the same birthday, so That's it was, right. like, all of the, every group of friends that I had ever hung out with. And everybody just got drunk real fast. Yeah. We were literally drinking vodka Red Bulls on our way, walking to the nitty and we went there and all of a sudden me and my group of friends like split off just for like 10 minutes and in that 10 minutes we took like four shots yeah i don't know what happened we did these like crazy did like blowjob shots we did those worst ones that are i'm not gonna say the name but it's it's a creamier liqueur but then completely covered in whipped cream so we have to like dig for the shot and we did tequila at that point too and then finally we did absinthe and absinthe is like this disgusting wild liquor i'm surprised they're allowed to sell it yeah i don't even know how to describe it how do you describe absinthe puke (laughs) yeah anyways i took the shot and it hit my throat and i was like and I'm not a puker when I drink. You're not. Not at all. So you that's a you big rarely deal. get hungover, too. I'm so jealous. I know. I'm lucky. And it hit me, and I was like, I gotta go. And I turned around to go to the bathroom, which luckily was right there, but Erica was right there. <laughs> and I puked in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and then it came out and right onto Erica's black strappy heels. I just heels, remember. And I was like, this is the worst day of my this life. This is the worst day of my life. <laughs> that just, is so funny. I just ruined Erica's birthday. And I puked on her foot. Ooh, what article of clothing would you not give up under any circumstances? My article of clothing that I would not give up under any circumstances is probably... Are we talking like a specific like yeah. shirt or, or like an overall? Oh, I couldn't ever give up like underwear. But my specific article of clothing, I have it narrowed down to two and I usually wear them together. <laughs> Wait, let me guess. A flannel? Yeah. Leggings. Not leggings. That's mine. But it's my red flannel. Yep, I know it's my exactly red what flannel. It's my bean flannel that I got at Ragstock, and I will never fucking get rid of that thing. You, you can find that what. featured on most of our Instagram most photos. Most of our Instagram photos is with my red flannel. <laughs> but then my other one is the long sleeve shirt I got when I was in Banff last summer. I mm. love that oh, shirt. Oh, yeah, okay. I fucking love that okay. shirt. And I usually wear them together. That's fair. All right, dude, we're down to the last two. Last two. You want my right hand or my left hand? Right. Oh, can I answer this one, too, because yes. I want... because I'm going to answer yours, too. Okay. <laughs> What song? We chose wrong. I know. <laughs> what song do you hear and think of me? Oh, Africa by Toto. Oh my god. <laughs> I can, I love that. I some drunken night that I'll have to explain later. <laughs> I never know what you're talking about. Erica karaoke Africa by Toto and I will never forget that moment because it was like a movie scene. <laughs> And now whenever I hear that song, I think of you immediately. I think of you when I hear 
a little bit of everything by Keith Urban because when we hung out at my sophomore year apartment and it was the first time we hung out and I was oh, being I don't kind know of, this story. I was being kind of flaky to you because I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to hang out with her. We didn't really know each other yet. Yeah. So it was we like our first more time. more acquaintances than yeah. and so friends, friends. We were just, we just met each other and it was a game day and you were like, hey. And so then I was like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Everybody else went to the game. Bob can come over and like whatever. You were being so like out of the box. For some reason. I don't like I, I just remember you walking in and I was like oh she's cool oh and, <laughs> and you were like can I play music and I was like sure and you put on a little bit of everything on one of your playlists and you started dancing like this like out on our balcony oh. and I will never forget that moment I have a lot of those moments with people oh. that like I hear a song and I remember because I I, I nail it to a specific memory yeah and that's I will always think of that when oh I hear that Oh my god, song. I love that. I remember reaching out to you to go to your place because, again, Erica and I, we were like, knew each other, but not we, really. We like, just became lab partners. Yeah. And so we were like, let's, I think you were like, let's just try it. Like, I lived close to the stadium. Yeah, and I was like, I had, um, I didn't know where to go for this game. Yeah. And I was like, well, I know Erica lives close. Maybe we can hang out. Yeah. And I was like, she's probably going to have people over because she was close. That's when I met two of our other friends yeah. that same day. And I forget about the one friend. What do you mean you forget? I forget that I met him. Oh, yeah, yeah. That There was a long gap in between that day until we, like, actually became <laughs> Started friends. Right, yeah. <laughs> Fair. Or at least, like, hung out It more. was the next... It was, like, a year later when I went to Oktoberfest with you. And that was, like, the start of it all. Yeah. Ugh. Last question, y'all. Last question. And it's a good one. You can pick one or the other. Okay. And then I'll do one or the other. Okay. What is your best or worst date? We're very limited on experiences, so... <laughs> I don't even know if I can answer that. I can't. <laughs> the only date I've ever been on. Okay. Well, okay, not only date, but only like big date, not just like coffee. You tell me the story while I try to think of a story. So my first date with my first boyfriend in high school, first and only boyfriend turn up. Okay. <laughs> he was like, we're going to go to the movies and then we're going to go out for dinner and blah, blah, blah. You know, typical high school uh-huh. date. So we go out to the movies and we watch Paranormal Activity, oh, whatever. Goddamn. And like... <laughs> I actually like those movies. Like You do? They're not scary, but they're thrilling to me. And so okay. they actually, like, freak me out. And I was, like, terrified during this movie. And I keep, like, you know, I keep giving all the signs. Like, I put my hand on the armrest in between us. And I'm, like, leaned over that way. And I have, like, my legs angled yeah, that signs. way. Yeah, And then I'm, like, actually afraid. And this fucker doesn't even, like, touch me. He doesn't even <laughs> put his arm around me. He just eats popcorn and watches the movie. Jesus. And so I was a little peeved. Because uh-huh. I had high expectations uh-huh. for my first movie date, you know. Uh-huh. So then I thought we were going to go to Applebee's, but we ended up going to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Why do you say it's so disappointing? Oh, my God. So because he did the fucking challenge, Yes. <gasps> so I know, no. I know in his heart he had such good expectations. He just wanted to, sh- like, you know, show how, like, awesome he is. And he <laughs> okay, was a whatever. cool guy, but he's like, I'm going to do the Blazing Challenge. Dude. And so I'm sitting at the table watching him do the blazing challenge. And it's horrific. Like, he's wearing a nice button up. He's like sweating through his shirt. He's sweating on his face. There's ribs or wing sauce everywhere over his mouth and his hands. It's hot, obviously. And then, of course, you gotta do it in like a certain number of minutes. So he's shoving food into his mouth. Dude, no. And I'm just completely disgusted at this <laughs> point. <laughs> and I'm just like, be calm, be calm. It's fine. And I watch him do this. And the worst part about it, so he did it. Like, he succeeded. <laughs> 
And they're like, we're out of t-shirts. So. <gasps> Shit. So he didn't get anything for it. Except I think, and I think their Polaroid camera was out of film. So he didn't even get his picture up on the wall. Oh I remember my God. Right. And I went home and I remember being like, are these what dates really are like? <laughs> oh my and God. I, I have had plenty of small, like little, little things after that, but. That that takes we the we lasted a month so that is any I did not I can't answer the question like I haven't I gone on a solid date. Well, I think that's all the time we that have. That was fun. That was really fun. This I really a... liked doing that. Yeah. So thank hopefully... you everybody again for all the questions. Yes, that was really awesome. Thank you for the questions. Hope you got a laugh. There was some deeper stuff sprinkled in there. Yeah, there was some deep things. I love getting deep. Anyways, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to us on whatever platform you listen to us. If you can, you know, rate us. Help us get to 100. Yes. We have 25 more to go to hit 100 subscribers. So so. please subscribe. You can find us on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, you know, wherever you already are finding us. But there's plenty of other apps, too, that if you have some free time and want to rate us on those, too. Yeah, we have um, a story on our... A highlight story on our Instagram, and you can go and yes. check out that story, and that's where we're all hosted. So yeah, and the more you know, the more subscribers we have, and especially the more you know, five stars or four, you know, rate honestly too. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to buy your rates, right? But your ratings also help other people find us as yeah. well. Yeah, so we can share the algorithm. love. Yeah. yeah. Thanks again for listening. Hope you have a wonderful weekend, and we've got some cool stuff in store for you coming up. So stay tuned. Stay hype.